Hello, and welcome to Morning Manna. My name is Ron, and we are continuing through Hebrews chapter 11, and we're talking about faith. And it defines faith as the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And I can't help but to uh, hear that verse without thinking about a Seeds Family worship song, and it's called By Faith. And if you haven't listened to it, well, I'd encourage you to get on YouTube or Spotify or whatever and listen to it. It's great. Um, but uh, anyway, it'll bless you. Uh, but before we get into our passage today, um, let's go to Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for um, how good and faithful you are, Lord. And um, we can put our hope and our trust and our faith in you. And Lord, as we um, just... Uh, talk about these people of faith, Lord. Just remind us, Lord, um, that they they were putting their hope in a great God. And um, we just pray that you would uh, just bring your word to life to us today. In your name we pray. Amen. So we are down to Hebrews chapter, or Hebrews 11, 11. And we're going to start there. It says, By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age. She considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. So here we see it. Um, it's talking about Sarah now. We, last week we were talking about Abraham and, um, and his faithfulness. And now it's saying with Sarah, she received power to conceive even though she was past the age. And it, then it goes on to talk about, and then from one man, um, Abraham, and him is good as dead. It's interesting that the Lord almost likes the odds to be more tipped against his favor. Um, he almost does, um, he almost likes it that way. And it reminds me of like Gideon when his army went against uh, the Amalekites and the um, of the, that other army there, and they were um, battling against him, and he whittled their army down from 22,000 to 300. That's the kind of odds he likes to work with because we know that it's only him that can work in those odds. And so it's interesting here, we, we, hear, about this, we hear about this faith of Sarah and that she was able to conceive, and then they had this, this huge family, um, this huge nation. And um, so it, we can kind of look at Sarah and say, well, that Sarah just has great faith. You know, I, I, I believe the Lord can do great things, but sometimes I doubt my faith in him. Well, we're going to go back to that passage and we're going to read that Sarah's faith wasn't perfect either. And so we're going to go back there into Genesis 18.9. And it says... Um, well, and it's talking about when the three men um, came to Abraham and they were talking to him and one of them was the Lord. And they, um, and they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. The Lord said, I will surely return to you about this time next year and Sarah, your wife, will have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. 
Now Abraham and Sarah were old, advanced in years. The way of woman, the way of woman had ceased to be with Sarah. So Sarah laughed to herself, saying, After I am worn out, my Lord, and my Lord is old, shall I have pleasure? The Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Shall I indeed bear a child, now that I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. He said, No, but you did laugh. So I, this is just such an interesting exchange here um, that the Lord's just coming to him and, and telling Abraham, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have a child. And here Abraham's around 100 years old. Um, Sarah's 90, been barren all that time. And now she's supposed to, to believe that she has a child. And it's interesting. Well, it even causes her to say, is this really going to be a thing? And it even causes her to laugh. And the Lord heard it. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I love it. Um, then, uh, you know, when he, he, he kind of, well, he called her out on it. And he says, why did Sarah laugh? And he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? You know, sometimes we can, we can go there, right? We can say, well, this situation, this, this might be too hard for the Lord to, to tackle. It's, it's a biggie. Um, you know, maybe these day-to-day things, you know, I can pray about those things, but this is a big one. And um, the Lord's uh, question right back to you and to me, is anything too hard for him? And of course, we know the answer is no. He's going to work in this. And just as he's making this promise to them, they're going to have a, they're going to have a child and they're going to have a great nation. So let's skip back to our passage there. Um, Therefore, oh, these all, this is uh, Hebrews eleven thirteen. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people speak thus, for people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. So this people, it's talking about these people that um, were going out in the land. Um, They died in faith and they didn't even receive um, some of the promises. Truly, Abraham and Sarah, all they saw was their of that promise. They saw that one child. Um, they didn't really see get to see the, the, the descendants and how great their nation was going to be on that time. And also, um, the land that these people were taking, it's a good picture for us because it says that they were walking around as uh, strangers and exiles on the earth. And that's what you and I are, strangers and exiles on this earth. So I'm a, I'm a Star Trek fan. I've always liked that that uh, the old TV series, and actually I like the new movies too. Um, and it's interesting, a lot of the, the uh, science fiction shows kind of take their cues, a lot of their cues off, I think, off the old Star Trek. But it's always interesting to me because, you know, here they go to these different planets and they beam down and deal with the issues that's going on with that planet. And usually one or two of the people that beam down with Kirk usually die um, in that process. But 
because um, there's usually a lot of calamity that's going on. Um, but sometimes they'll go down to these planets and they'll actually, um, they'll like it. These people beam down and they'll think, boy, this is great. Like the the things that are happening down here, they're wonderful. And uh, and Kirk's usually one that kind of has to slap them about the face and say, no, no, you got it all wrong. We're, we're adding out of here. This isn't home. We're going back to the to the Enterprise. Remember, we got a five-year mission, even though I think the series only lasted three years, but um, there, that wasn't where they were called to be. And, and um, Kirk had to remind him of that. And so too, our captain has to remind us at times that we're exiles and strangers here on this earth. We're checking out of here. Our real home that God is preparing for us is ahead of us. And that's what we're looking forward to, folks. And so if you find yourself disillusioned with your current situation, maybe the, the outcome of the elections, um, we're getting you down. We need to remember that this is not home for us. So just want to encourage you with that today. Um, stay in his word, stay in fellowship, and stay in prayer. And, and uh, he'll reveal uh, his great promises to you. Thank you.